It's time now for Witness to Hope. Stories of faith and hope from people you may know right here in the Marquette area. You'll hear how God has sustained others with courage and perseverance even through some of life's most difficult challenges. We are inspired to trust in God's loving care for us even when we don't understand His ways. As St. Paul tells us in Romans 5, 3-5, we rejoice in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, which has been given to us. On today's program, we hear the story of Hattie and Eric Hanold of St. Peter Cathedral. We hear how they made their decision to allow their faith to shape their marriage and their approach to parenthood. Monsignor Michael Stever had a conversation with them recently. Hello everyone, Monsignor Michael Stieber, pastor of St. Peter Cathedral, here for another Witness to Hope event. And we have special guests today, Hattie and Eric Hanold, to talk about their life together, their family. So welcome, Hattie and Eric. Thank you. Thank you. We start by, if you'll just tell our radio audience about your family. All right, so Eric and I were married in 2019 in August, and then we welcomed our first son, John in June of 2020, and then his little sister Mary in 2022 in September. So they're two and a half and six months, um, and they are just delights. It's family life is wonderful for us. Yeah, it's a beautiful witness you give with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, you mentioned your marriage. How did you each meet each other and eventually feel drawn to Mary? Well, we met at the Campus Ministry Center, actually, um, in Marquette. And when Father Brandon Ullman was chaplain, like 2017, that fall. Um, And you actually had been invited by our mutual friend, Pete. And was I the first person that you talked to? Was that... I misremember this, but I think... Yeah, you were either the first person or the first gal that I talked to. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and I was uh, just confirmed that spring, that Easter. So that was kind of my way of getting to know the faith a little bit better, meet some people my age that um, were also in the church. And um, didn't, uh, I don't know, I necessarily went in thinking I'd meet my wife, but (laughs) I'm happy it worked out that way. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, we just kind of grew in friendship during that time when we were in campus ministry and. We would spend time together in our group of friends and go on hikes and go on adventures around the city to Catholic adventures or Catholic events, excuse me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like with a lot of conversations with about life and about faith, uh, we really started to realize that there were a lot of things we had in common spiritually um, in terms of morals and like what we had as a vision for what a family would look like from our own similar experiences growing up. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Eric, say more about that uh, becoming part of RCIA. What attracted you to that uh, new direction? Well, it was actually the death of my grandfather um, when Mm -hmm. I was uh, growing up. That was, this is going to sound a little funny, but it it was sort of a quote unquote running joke with the family was, was the grandparents always said, oh, you want to come to mass with us every Saturday when we were leaving the house? And it 
kind of, yeah, I'll, I'll go one of these days, Papa. And then mm. um, Papa had passed away in 2015, and it was pretty close to Christmas. And um, I made a point to go that Christmas, and it really um, changed everything about what I felt about Catholicism. And that was sort of the first little mm. seed that was planted. And um, mm-hmm. astonishing just how many things happened over the next couple of years, different people placed in my life. And Mm. Um, things that kept drawing me towards the church. Um, mm-hmm. Just I, I had a kind of a burning inside me for many years through college trying to uh-huh. figure out what my faith was and uh-huh. where I wanted to end up. And that was really the first big push. I just um, really wanted to be with Papa at Mass that yeah. at December. Oh, beautiful. Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How important is it to have a common faith in your marriage? We even talking about this before, like when we were preparing for this interview, that is the most important part of our relationship. And it is what drew us together. I mean, I'm a convert as well. And even having that shared experience of that we chose this faith and we Mm. choose each other Mm -hmm. um, and that we have to choose our faith and choose each other every day. Um, And it shapes how we view our vocation our how we approach one another I mean, he jokes all the time, like, we're in this till the end, baby. Like, that's kind of like what our, like when, you know, marital struggles happen, you just, you're not your best self every day. And that's kind Mm -hmm. of our, what we come back to is knowing that our goal is to get one another and our kids to heaven. And that's, that's what we're supposed to do. And so if we didn't have that, I, I think we'd be very different. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And love is a choice, eh? Mm -hmm. Love is that choice, that willing, that good of the other and wanting heaven for the other that's beautiful absolutely how about uh what are some ways you build your marriage together well it's funny we're recording a podcast like thing but we love to listen to podcasts together um we love to listen to the catholic talk show and different catholic podcasts to have a chance to listen as the way we learn and grow in faith then we have a chance to talk and discuss as Mm. um as topics are presented and we find that very fruitful um because our prayer the way we express prayer is a bit different i'm a little bit more comfortable with open prayer and praying Mm. in a group or together and eric is a bit more solitary in some ways with his prayer and it's beautiful Mm. but we find then that the way we can come together is in that expression too Mm -hmm. yeah and talk about the gift of your children and the joy and challenge of parenting Mm. So, I mean, I definitely was a person who, when I was younger, I was very, um, I had a lot of anxiousness about the idea of motherhood. Mm. I did not think for a very long time that I was called to motherhood. I didn't think that I would be a good enough mother. Mm. Um, Just those seeds of doubt that the devil likes to plant. Mm -hmm. And what we have found is that having children has made us, better people for each other and for ourselves and the gift of our children has just brought so much joy into our lives even when you have the struggles that are normal with parenthood Mm. where you have fussy babies at mass you have Mm. all the fun that comes with that um we truly find that even in the sufferings that can come with parenthood that the experience of seeing them become who they are how God literally creates something out of nothing, Mm -hmm. basically, Mm -hmm. and 
now we get to watch and lead these little people um, in growing in who they are and in their faith. It's just, it's astounding. Mm. Yeah. Eric, more to share on that yourself? Well, my life's definitely more fulfilling with Mm -hmm. children. Um, You know, a little different from you. I, I, I always wanted kids from an oddly young age. I remember... I guess as far back as I can remember the concept of having children, I always Mm. sort of knew I wanted to have them. But um, I also had really not much experience with um, around babies and things um, Mm. growing up, whereas you had kind of a larger spread in your family. There Mm -hmm. were typically younger ones around. Um, There's like a core group, me, my brother, and three cousins, and we're all the same age, and that was about it. And Mm. I never babysat or anything, so it really... I mean, I remember Johnny. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I ever changed a diaper. I was in the right. hospital. And I was—I had no <laughs> idea what I was doing. But uh, and I'm laid up from the C-section, pretty much helpless. Oh <laughs> like my gosh! So. It never bothered me. I—I I don't know how to describe it other than that. I've just always had a yearning for having children, and mm-hmm. maybe it's a bit of a simpler view on that. And mm-hmm. it's—it's uh, it's both everything I wanted and 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 more. A lot more than what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. It's just added a whole, um, a lot of depth to our life, a lot of mm-hmm. fulfillment, and mm-hmm. um, I, I can't imagine living a life without them at this point. And yeah, mm-hmm. just I'd like to keep filling the family. I mean, <laughs> in God's time. And, yeah. um, oh, you're both wonderful witnesses of that. Just when I see you. At the parish and uh, knowing your convictions about it. And mm-hmm. it's another sign of how you can be afraid about some things, but the Lord does much more than you might have imagined. Yeah. And you I know. mean, when we when we first saw like the two little lines on the pregnancy test with Johnny, mm-hmm. it was truly like my fears about motherhood were just met with this gift of a deep consolation and confidence that this Mm. was absolutely what I was called to do. And, you know, we had our growing pains just learning the ropes of parenthood and we still are learning. Um, But like what Eric said, it just the fulfillment that comes from the hard work of raising babies. It Mm. just we're better people because of it. And Hattie, you recently made a prayerful decision to leave your position at the UP Catholic to focus on mothering your children. So talk Mm -hmm. about that decision. Yeah, that was definitely, yeah, a lot of prayer going into that. I mean, especially this economic climate, just everything that's going on. Um, But we both felt convicted after the witness of both of our moms being stay-at-home moms. Um, We know the value of what a mother at home can provide for her children and the value of a father who makes that choice possible for his family and I just plain and simple couldn't have my heart be away from my kids anymore during the day Um, and it has been so far I think the best decision for our family that we've made Um, because we get to be there or I I get to be there for everything for all the Mm -hmm. the hard like (laughs) uh, work just with potty training we're in the midst of that right now um but making that decision, um, as difficult as it was, just the fruit of that is what we're already seeing. Just being able to 
have the freedom to be present with mm-hmm. my kids. That's something that I'm incredibly grateful for that we've been able to make that possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You treasured motherhood as your vocation. And mm-hmm. Eric, you spoke a little bit about fatherhood earlier too. How have you adjusted to this new situation? Um, well, I, mm-hmm. I, uh, it seems more balanced. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel a little bit spoiled because <laughs> I'm home and, and I have this loving family that's waiting for me when I get home. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's, it just seems correct. I, I don't know how to put it into words. Um, mm-hmm. well, we know that, uh, fatherhood and motherhood are both uh, challenged and even attacked in our society. So it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. You're standing in faith with, uh, embracing the gift God has given you together. Mm-hmm. Um, how about some of the challenges facing parents and families? What do you see? Well, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I think just culturally the family and marriage itself, like you said, are just so under attack and it can feel not ostracizing to be a couple that has a family and wants to grow a family. But in some ways, it just seems like the message that society's telling young people is that the life we live isn't fulfilling, which like what Eric's saying, it couldn't be more the opposite. Um, You're going to be humbled, obviously, um, by offering up your weaknesses and your sufferings to your spouse and to Christ on the cross. But again, the joy that comes out at, like we as Catholics know, like these struggles are what are going to sanctify us. Mm -hmm. And there is something of substance to that, that makes all of that worth it. Um, But we just wish that more young people would have the moment of truth and realize that this is something that they are capable of. They're capable Mm. of, of laying down their life and that it actually like just like it's better to give than to receive. Mm. I mean, that's basically what we feel in our marriage and in our, in our family life. And that if more young people felt that way, there might be a, a greater difference in society mm-hmm. and how it's tracking right now. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. What do you think? There's an old saying of, uh, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. I love mm-hmm. that. And that impact you make that nobody else can and powerful. Mm-hmm. How about uh, what gives you strength and courage to follow God's call daily? You mentioned how you both pray in mm-hmm. different ways. For me, I really rely on the Divine Mercy Chaplet. That is mm. an incredibly special devotion of mine. I That has been a solid prayer that I can return to since the time I've converted just Mm. I mean I've read parts of Sister Faustina's uh, diary Saint Faustina excuse me Mm -hmm. um, and just the wisdom and the truth and the graces that flow from her writing and from the revelations through divine mercy when we talk about suffering and we talk about what's going on in the world I find a lot of respite and a lot of peace in that in knowing that we can trust in Jesus. I can trust in Jesus as he relates to my husband, as it relates to our children, as it relates to what's happening in society. Um, And I'd say that would be the best way that I find 
courage mm. right now is just mm. knowing that we can say in at any moment, Jesus, I trust in you, mm-hmm. and that there is solid assurance in that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what's wonderful is uh, seeing you faithfully at Mass with the kids, mm-hmm. even if it's challenging or there's <laughs> shrieking going on or anything. Or Cheerios filling our pew. <laughs> <laughs> You're also supported, you know, by uh, your families. Mm-hmm. Yes. And beautiful to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and being at Mass, and we're in this Eucharistic revival time, mm-hmm. uh, how does the Eucharist help you? I think even when it, thinking about how you pray, and your experience at the Mass, too, and times that we've talked about it, where the Eucharist really is, I think, if it makes sense, the best way that you pray. At least it seems. I don't want to speak for you, but even for our family as a whole, when we go to Mass and we receive the Eucharist as a family, individually and as a family, there there is a peace and a reset that no matter how Mass goes with the kids, so to speak, the graces that flow from that of just being able to walk up to the altar and receive Christ in the Eucharist and be able to say, like, we give all of this back to you that you have mm-hmm. so graciously given us. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something very special about that in a way that I can't quite describe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Receiving the Lord's offering of himself to you and then offering yourself back to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what, really what the church calls us to. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of an incredible part of the faith. Um, that was something that really kind of drew me in. It, it it takes a bit to grasp because you're thinking, well, how how could something so extraordinary be available to me? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just a I'm just somebody on this planet amongst <laughs> billions of people, and mm-hmm. um, it feels. When you do realize, wait a minute, this is available to me. This is available to many for those who mm-hmm. seek it. And um, I think kind of knowing that, that that gift was left for us, mm-hmm. um, it's very powerful. And it it helps you. Well, it helps me get through a week um, just knowing that um, I get to partake in that through my Catholic faith and um, just gives me a lot of energy and comfort. Mm-hmm. I know, mm-hmm. a wonderful, distinctive gift of our Catholic faith that the mm-hmm. Lord remains with us and allows us to receive Him. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. How about um, any words of encouragement you might give to engaged couples or other married couples and young parents? Mm. Talk with one another. Like, especially when you are in the engaged period. Like, obviously dating too, but that was one of the things that set Eric and I apart for each of each other and we've talked about this many times is that when we started actually pursuing one another in dating and then once we were engaged um, the fact that we were willing to talk about the things that we did with each other pointed toward a deeper trust that we could have in one another that you don't have with someone outside of your spouse and continuing to build those lines of communication as different things come, as you reach different stages in your marriage, like parenthood, um, welcoming children, um, when family crises start to happen, when even just dryness and prayer, the the day-to-day things of daily life, but keeping your spouse aware of what's going on in your soul and making sure that 
you're feeding one another, not overly, um, not overdoing it necessarily, but just being willing to have conversations that, you know, may be intimidating a little bit, but that ultimately are what are going to bring you closer and more fortified for future parts of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I agree with all that. And I, I guess I'd say just to not get too distracted. Um, I mean, then many different ways I suppose but just there's a lot of distractions in society that keep you away from mm-hmm. seeing what's right in front of you and um, I have a lot of people I know that have done that they get caught up in like I'm gonna get I'm stressed out because I don't know if I'm gonna get the boat in the water by Memorial Day and you know really that's what you're gonna kind of stress about when mm-hmm. you got a family in front of you that's awaiting mm-hmm. your attention your your love and um, you've, or friends in the case of people who aren't at that stage of life yet. And when you start seeing people, your faith, um, those type of things as being a little more, um, important and you start being a little more authentic with the people around you, I think that, um, that opens you up to more fruit in life, um, and I know campus ministry in particular, um, in addition to us, our dynamic in that Mm -hmm. way that we were very open with each other from the beginning there, I met many friends there that were similar in mindset. Mm -hmm. They wanted to talk about things of substance and really, um, I had one friend, um, uh, Mark, we, we sat down for, gosh, it had to have been about six hours and we just talked about faith we talked about philosophy we it just mm-hmm. the time flew by and we mm-hmm. felt um energized after after all of that and um i just think that's very important for younger people to really like you say kind of be more authentic with each other mm-hmm. um willing to talk about things and especially when you start entering into a relationship into mm-hmm. engagement to marriage having children mm-hmm. um, that couldn't be more important because right. um, mm-hmm. the topics will change then it will become not just is this the right person for me but then it's like okay what is our approach to this next stage of parenting like oh like I mentioned potty training like what are we going to do or when there's different um, new family dynamics and just when you already are able to trust your spouse with some of the smaller stuff, the what's your favorite color, the who's your favorite mm. saint, kind of things like that, then you're drawn into something that fortifies your marriage and you build your team. I mean, we are a team. And I think the more that couples can recognize that, that it's not just two of them on parallel tracks, but that you are absolutely bound together, that that is a covenant that you're in, um, that's going to give you strength and light a fire under your feet to put in the energy and put in the, put in the muscle to make things work. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the church uh, speaks of the family as the domestic church, right? Mm-hmm. And the mother is the heart of the home and the father is the priest of the home mm-hmm. offering sacrifice and your sacrificial love for your each other and your kids is that powerful participation mm-hmm. in the Lord's love, eh? Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for the wonderful witness you give to Christ's love and 
uh, the contribution you make to our own parish family, the cathedral, just being there with your kids. and mm -hmm. uh, It's a wonderful thing to see more and more young people, young couples, mm -hmm. uh, catching that vision mm -hmm. that you just spoke of. Should we close with a moment of prayer? Sure. Sure. Okay. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you for Eric and Hattie, and for their children, John and Mary. We thank you for their witness, Lord, of the love that you have for them and for us. Thank you for their response to you, Lord. Just strengthen them, continue to bless them. Let them be a light to others in their lives. And uh, Lord, help all of us to grow as our, the body of Christ. Help us especially to treasure the Eucharist, to receive you, Lord, with great gratitude and wonder and awe. And help families that are struggling, help those that need healing. Blessed Mother, we thank you for always drawing us closer to your Son, Jesus. And so we turn to you as we pray. Hail Mary. Full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to Witness to Hope, featuring Hattie and Eric Hanlon. Listen for another inspiring story next week at 4 p.m. right here on WNOA 103.9 FM. Only one thing is necessary.